I'd like to see how my hair fares in a blizzard. I'd like to see how your hair would fare. I like that it gets consecutively louder as she tells it more. Yes, exactly. And she, she like holds for the punch line too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she has great comedic timing. Very good comedic timing. She should have been a comedian, or she is. <laughs> I, I mean, she is somewhat of a joke, so. She is a joke, a big joke. All She's right. A joke. Real well, joke. Uh, let's kick it off. Uh, I wanted to kick it off with uh, something very special. <laughs> it's a tray weight, huh? Uh, D A N I E L space H E R N A N D E Z. All right, good afternoon. I'll ask you to keep your voice up and speak slowly and distinctly for the benefit of everybody in this large courtroom. Counselor, you may inquire. Thank you, Your Honor. Good afternoon, Mr. Fernandez. I am. Mr. Fernandez, how old are you? 23. You're older. You go by any other names? Yes. What are those? Takashi. Takashi69. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fernandez, where were you born? Uh, Bush, Brooklyn. All right, dude. That was, uh, it's been a very somber time for a big friend of the show. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge him before we got it started. Well, actually, to get it started, um, our boy Takashi has taken the stand in the last week. Our boy, our po- our boy Prince. <laughs> I was gonna say our poor boy. Our poor boy. I don't know. He might be going to witness protection, so <sighs> that'll be nice for him. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot we got to get into this episode. Mister Taki Six Nine. Uh, excuse me, sir. Don't ever mispronounce his name. Sorry. It's Takashi Six Nine or Sixty Nine. Tanami. He has 69 tattoos of 69 all over his entire body. Um, But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're just here to honor him. And I really hope that Takashi is doing well, dude. You know, because we first, like I always reference back to the first episode, we talked about Takashi and how much we loved him. Um, And he's not doing so well. So you listeners, uh, please pray for our boy, Daniel Hernandez, a.k.a. Takashi69, a.k.a. America's Sweetheart. I've been really liking the memes coming out of people saying, oh, this person was named in Takashi's Trey Blood Nines, you know? <laughs> yeah, Trey Way Blood Nines. random ass person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of good ones. Apparently, he was naming Cardi B and Jim Jones. This guy is ratting on everybody. Cardi B, really? That's yeah, he said that she's a part of the Bloods and Jim Jones is part of the Bloods and everyone, huh. everyone's a Blood now. Blood? Seems like it. Yeah, everyone's it's a Blood. It's funny how... <laughs> quickly that guy just kind of dissipated after right? all this shit happened right makes you think if he was a plant you know like like a little psyop of some kind we need to listen to his music a little closer and so are you stupid I don't, I don't think there's very much hidden messaging in that uh, <laughs> are you dumb yeah he's literally asking you are you dumb? Are you dumb? Yes, you are, because you're listening. To you know, there may be something right to that there, because, yeah. Are you willing that to follow a, me blindly? Are you willing to listen to my dumb, da dum dum dumb song? And the answer is yes, because that was a charting song for a while. Yikes, dude. Yeah, that, there's a whole, I mean, 
that's a lot of time and effort for him to be some sort of undercover shill guy. But we'll see what uh, Daniel Hernandez, uh, what happens to him after. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole fiasco plays out. Stay tuned yeah. because we'll be following it closely. We pledge allegiance. But as of right now, there hasn't really been any other updates. He's just kind of babbling on. I think he's going to They say that he's set to be out of jail at the end of the year, likely the beginning of the year. So that's good for him. He's going to be on the witness protection program. How you witness protect someone who has 69, 69 tattoos all over his entire body. I do not know, but we will find out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But yeah, man, a lot to get, lot to get into this week. There's been a lot of weird shit going on. A lot of weird. We shit. took a wet break last week just because of all the weirdness going on. It's the weird version. And uh, <laughs> here we are, dude. I mean, we got people wearing blackface again. You got fucking weirdos being finally caught. You got the weirdo debate standing on there. So uh, where should we get started, dude? Where do you want to dig your teeth in? Let's start with uh, local shit then. Uh, L.A. shit. If we're gonna start with some scums let's start with the main scum okay um ed buckarooney just got arrested (laughs) recently um he is like a prominent democratic donor who is from los angeles lives in Uh, west hollywood he's a west hollywood Hollywood, uh, treasure he tried to get on the city council of west hollywood at one point but uh Hmm. apparently burned too many bridges i wonder why (laughs) <laughs> probably has to deal with the fact that he's running a meth house. Uh, yeah, overdosing multiple men. Homeless black men to, to drug them up and potentially kill them. Yeah, I mean, the body count, I mean, so far we've had two confirmed kills, but... Two confirmed kills. The body uh, count, I mean, to me, I would imagine is almost endless, dude. I mean, someone this close to people in high p- positions of political power... And for him to just be running this, I mean, this isn't his first rodeo. Dude. Let's be real. Oh, like definitely these not. two, these two recent deaths and the one that almost just occurred, which kind of got him busted. Those cannot have been his first time around trying to murder these men. And I mean, like he's just fucking weird. He's literally injecting these guys like literally. with his own substances and like these hooking them onto drugs. These desperate uh, homeless men, potent- uh, some of them at least, yeah. who he lures to his. Uh, domicile to you know try and give them some help potentially and try and set them on a right path and then ends up just injecting them with uh huge amounts of methamphetamines so so do you think he's getting off on uh trying to kill them and like watching them squirm around i bet he's jerking off while these men are i think he's one of these guys that gets off on like his white savior kind of uh aesthetic where it's like not only the idea of control but it's also that you know he could potentially i mean it is control but it's also this sort of sexual gratification i think it's 100 percent sexual because it's not only there is a race element to this obviously because the two black men uh who were killed by this guy uh their names there was almost a third yeah there was almost third too but um their names are sorry, I just had it right now. Great. Jesus Christ. Timothy Dean, who's fifty-five, and Jamel Moore, who's twenty-six. Mm. Um, and so because of the deaths of these two people, plus the almost death of this third individual who um went uh to the like the West Hollywood Sheriff's Department to try and uh basically make an allegation against Ed Buck, that prompted uh Los Angeles's district attorney to, you know, throw some charges against him but what's interesting about ed 
Ed Buck's uh, life. I highly recommend for people to read this Los, An Los Angeles Times article. Who is Ed Buck, the erratic life of the Democratic donor, and whose home two dead men have been found. Uh, what's weird about in this article is that this guy started, uh, his, he like grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh -huh. And at the time, he was very involved in... Uh, in LGBTQ rights and advocacy, and also like uh, for pets, rights for pets and stuff. What do you call it? animal okay. rights? I That's guess? a redeeming quality in my book, uh, at least. Which is now. interesting, right? But yeah. I think a lot of these so these Democratic um, donors and contenders have this. They always have that split life, right? It's yeah. like the 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 surface the level facade face, that the facade. they put up for politics. Yeah. It, Exactly, and then the darker life that they have behind doors where they're killing animals a lot of times for some reason. Um, but anyway... This where did you get guy, the animal murders from? Well, because it seems like a lot of prominent people in politics have family members who have done these like weird, heinous crimes. Like, uh, uh -huh. what's her name? Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Her, oh, she her has brothers. Two brothers. Yeah. yeah, one of them was live... fucking killing dogs or like exactly. choking them out or something. Have and you seen that? Like uh, a usual. That's like a common. That's thing true. That is the first people. step, but before being a complete psychopath. Exactly. Have you seen what that cl that clip of one of her brothers um, where he made like a movie and he's like this sleazy like he's like the sleazy director guy he's like come on baby you gotta show a little tit if you want to make it out here and it's just like him and like a shitty mustache and fake glasses. Have you seen that? Who? One of the Huckabees. One of her brothers. Oh, my God. No. It's Jesus. really disgusting. He's just like, come on, baby. You got to show a little tit if you want to make it. Like, he's trying to make some sort of movie. Oh, my I, God. I you got to have a thick skin and a willingness to do whatever it takes to succeed. Do you not think that there's not an A-list actor out there that's never had to show some tit or suck a little dick to get a part? You know what I mean, sweet cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> but these Whoa. weirdos do they don't stop and it's fucking foul. i mean he this guy got wealthy uh by sleeping on the mattress of his friend's company office which this uh -huh. guy worked as um worked in like an information service for auto insurers and ed buck ended up rising through the ranks of this company to buy out the person who helped him get the job and so he ended up selling the company later for like a million dollar profit and just suddenly had this enormous amount of money. So he ends up moving to California uh, from Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that's when he starts to lead these like unsuccessful efforts to either run for office or uh, sort of get other folks that he wanted out of office as well. Uh, what's interesting, though, in his younger life, he was a conservative. He described himself as a conservative Republican mm. who went Democrat. So that's also another sign for me that I'm like, yeah, this guy's a little shady if he's again putting up this facade that he is for these sort of liberal sort of progressive agendas but in the background doing this heinous shit i mean um, if you're just if you already have two men die at your house and there's no further exactly. investigation that goes into that that's the only red flag you really need <laughs> like well who, who just has someone die in their house with a bunch of drug paraphernalia drug paraphernalia lying around and that's the end of it on two separate occasions it's like the third one is it like 
That's Another it. creepy part is that people were talking about his apartments, uh-huh. and for some reason they even said like he had almost no furniture, and he rented furniture for like his mm-hmm. campaigns and stuff. Um, he basically only had like two small bedrooms, and the living room was basically empty, which leads me to believe that those probably weren't even his real home. Like that, that, or he's laying out weird plastic tarps on the ground exactly. for these men to die and spew up their DNA all well, over. Well, according to this third individual who escaped from the meth house, he fucking said that this, or actually, I'm sorry, it was in the journal diaries of uh, the first victim. Uh, they had found afterwards that this guy had written in his diary that Buck was administering the methamphetamine to him. Yeah. So the cops already knew about that. Yeah. It was written in physical evidence. Yeah. They, they still didn't charge him with anything. But he was saying how he would roll he would roll out like a trolley with these <clears throat> syringes and all this different shit on Ugh. top of it. And it's like that is straight up some torture. That's like that's just um that's just like some shit out of a movie like some yeah it's just this like you said this weird power move to just be like here take these drugs you're in my house now it'll make you relax exactly have a little of this (laughs) This, there's another really weird part of the article where this um this person named ashley marie preston who Mm -hmm. is a transgender activist who met buck through the stonewall democratic club which is an lgbtq political group um i guess when they were attending a club retreat in Kern County, uh, they stepped outside to the patio or something and they were talking for a little bit. And Buck, I guess, went up to her and was kind of like following her around. And then he showed her a video, which she said uh, was a video of a recovering meth addict who I guess in the video was uh, smoking meth or something. And she was talking about how he was like really captivated by the, he was really fixated by it. He didn't break away. He just kept looking, and he had this awkward smile. And he said, "He's gorgeous." Ugh, that is some creepy ass shit, dude. This guy is weird, and super he, weird. And here he is, dude, donating thousands of dollars to prominent Democratic uh, political can- candidates, and nobody asks any sort of questions. And now there's one guy Especially who didn't. Especially in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like he was—he do- donated almost five hundred thousand dollars to local campaigns. So I mean, I mean, he was big but, chums with Hillary too, wasn't he? Didn't he donate exa- exactly. a bunch of money to that? And you know how we—I feel about that. Mm-hmm. We all know how Clinton be. How <laughs> we all know how Clinton be, dude. I hear she's gonna run again. I hear she's waiting till it gets closer. She's, she's gonna pop just up for the right moment. Yeah, her and Michelle Obama. That's what I've heard. No real talk. But yeah, so we'll see what. We'll see what happens with this. Hopefully, he'll actually get charged um, and you know spend some time in prison. I, I mean, it's interesting the much time, much like the scum in LA, should be charged. It's interesting the time that we're living in and like what this year turned out to be. I mean, you had the like QAnon people coming about, and everyone kind of saw that as like these crazy fucking PizzaGate conspiracy guys. All that se- all that shit really seems super far fetched, but here you get Epstein getting fl- tags, who's also got murdered, um, aka suicided, um, and now yes. you got Ed Buck coming out, fucking getting caught too. It's just a lot only, that's really happened in the year, and it's not even over yet. The only problem I see with like the cons- sort of fringe conspiracy theorists grappling onto this idea of like prominent. 
Democratic donors or prominent Democratic politicians being wrapped up in this hugely conspiratorial sort of pedophile sex ring is that they are going to twist it to be one of Republicans against Democrats. But yeah. it's really it's power. All of them. It's, it's capitalism. It's not it's not necessarily party lines, right? It's like people I think no, this shit is way beyond see party it for what it is. It's exactly it's beyond partisan lines. It's but the thing is the right has this narrative around it that it's the left, the left that's doing this. This is the left that's doing this. And if they if they're able to control the narrative of that, it's going to be really hard to fight back against in later years when we're, you know, on the front line of trying to pass certain legislation or certain bills, you know, like we can't have that hanging over our heads. I want Um, now, do you think that we would be in this state of where a lot of this information is coming about conspiracy? People are starting to get more satisfaction and like people are pointing more fingers. Do you think that we'd be in this mental state if, Hillary had won and Trump had won. I think we still would have because. But do you think it would be starting to come Trump out because go ahead. around during the ele- during 2016 anyway? What did? Like the allegations against Trump that he had uh, uh, raped people and raped like I, I don't know if five women came forward with that or something. Oh but right. That was also during like the big spark of like the Me Too movement too. So I think yeah. either way it would have been center stage. And also because if you had but do you think Clinton like these- as president, Bill Clinton is like pervert in chief, you know? Everybody <laughs> knows him as that. Yeah. That's true. I just don't know how much people would be pushing this agenda and trying to unravel these mysteries that are behind closed doors. I mean, I think now it's just there's more crooked Hillary. There are more people rallying to the idea that you know there needs to be a sort of um, there needs to be a system that fucking attacks these culprits or like that accountability. We need accountability, accountability for these guys. Yeah, and we don't have it. And so I think the fact that people are rallying around this accountability is like, that's what's surging the movement without them. You know, it's like they just merely gave it the wheels. Now it's being, it's taking off without them. So it's like, it could go anywhere at this point. I think, hmm. um, it just that's, does it have the potential to do real damage to the people who need to be damaged. I can't believe it's question. been four years since our last election, and we're about to come up on another one, dude. Where the it's fuck did time nasty. go by? Four years of just shit. That <laughs> nothing. Of absolutely nothing. Of brain dead monotony. Ugh. Now here we go again with the monotony for the debates, yeah, and we have all moving these. Moving on to some other scum. Yeah, we had the debates a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was interesting, to say the least. It was, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Biden's kind of like... I just don't, I don't think he wants to run. I think he's just there, like, just because they're like, come on, Biden. We just need a face. We need someone we can rely on to just be put up. I don't think he has any intention of winning. Even if he does get elected into the primary, he he's doesn't have any... He The motivation's gone with that guy. Like, look at him. His brain is literally turning into yeah. a fried egg. I think it's definitely the there's part of it that's like the establishment is propping him up as the face of the Democratic Party, so as to create this sort of um, sort of feud between the very progressive movements in the Democratic Party with between 
Warren and Sanders at this point. So it's like, as long as they can prop him up as like the next best candidate, he can, the, the establishment can let the left fight over who's the better candidate between Warren and Bernie, which has the potential to divide a lot of that, you know, a lot of that progressive caucus that is needed to defeat Trump in the end. Um, so that's that's how I. See I mean, do you think position. that they're gonna really let Bernie get a chance? Like, do you think he has? A, I mean, I personally feel like he does have a chance, but do you think that the Democratic like committee? Well, they've already started coming for him. Like, yeah. MSNBC, for instance, last week or something. They didn't include him in some like <laughs> rally that everyone was at. Yeah. <laughs> he was just not listed. It, not they put Tulsi up there, and she wasn't even at the debate. They didn't even last. put. They didn't. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Yang Gang guy, but he wasn't even up there too. Like. I feel like they're pretty threatened Wait, really? by that guy. Yeah, I, thought, he, I could have sworn he was up there. I don't think so, dude. I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't listed on that little chart uh, that they showed up. But yeah, it is crazy how they just don't even mention him. They've completely failed to mention Bernie him. or uh, Yang Gang. Bernie. Yeah, uh, but, I mean both of them too. Like Bernie, I mean, say what you will about Andrew Yang, he is sort of getting some sort of traction among like young voters too. From what I mean, I've seen around online, like, he's not going to be polling enough though to no, keep no. his. But better than like, fuck, going. but like still, he's still in, he was at least in this like last debate, you know, like he still is a part of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I just don't think that like, I, again, I think it's a distraction. I think like him, uh, Buttigieg, Beto, uh, is Buttigieg even still running? I don't even think that guy's running. He is dude. That's see, that's why I, I'm he's so, these people are so dull. I can't even fucking keep they're up. They're just distractions. Beto, and, Beto and Buttigieg might as well be the same fucking guy. <laughs> Like even at during the debates, they gave those guys way more talking time than Bernie and Warren even. And the time that they did get did give to Bernie and Warren, they were basically attacked on both fronts about healthcare and their plan for Medicare for all. Uh, which it's really funny because Biden was like talking about how with his plan, uh, the most that you would be paying for like upfront costs would be four thousand dollars. And he was acting like that's not a lot at all. Four thousand, just like oh yeah, everybody's got four thousand in their pockets right. to spend on medical costs. And um, I remember Julian Castro called him out during the debates and was like, "You just said, yeah, yeah. Right I never now, said. You are you really going to forget what you just said two minutes ago?" Bernie even had to walk over to him and be like, hey, I think <laughs> "You he did just said. You did say that. Said. Yeah, you did say that." <laughs> So Dude, bad. that's what I'm saying. Biden just he has no steam. Bernie the president during the debate. <laughs> my friend, the president. I mean, from Vermont. My friend from Vermont here. Yeah, he talk, just got about playing the record, uh, playing records for kids and for inner city youth, so that they can learn learn the skills they need to succeed in the world. Just some hella neoliberal shit. Dude, uh, let's just take a quick break Biden, and see what uh, case, Biden's all about. President of the United States, look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other person. <laughs> I just spoke at, a, at Dartmouth on health care at the medical school. Or not, I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were right there. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. We're laughing at you. I want to thank uh, uh, Rich Fitzgerald, the county executive, Allegheny County Executive, for being here. And <laughs> I propose, and I'm going to digress slightly. I, here we, we're in a situation. I, the president asked me to head up a cancer moonshot. President Biden, just to be clear, 
Would you or would you not rejoin the TPP, yes or no? I would not rejoin the TTP as it was initially put forward. Guatemala, <laughs> Salvador, and, and uh, with it, the win and say, Honduras and say, look. I know I'm called middle class Joe. It's not meant as a compliment. I'm not sophisticated. That's- he just can't even talk, dude. Was this guy going to run for our president? Is this guy really going to be our president? No. Not at all. Absolutely not. Zero I'll kick his ass. That's still my favorite quote. I hope if he, he just needs to run on the campaign of kicking Trump's ass. And then you got fucking Kamala Harris over here, fucking drunk lady <laughs> dancing to drums and stuff. The Queen Wine, wine Mom, she's going to kick his ass too. All Again, all jokers. All of them are just jokers and jokes and <sighs> excuses for just wanted to get, establishment. Just get it over with. But now it seems that uh, another thing that they were saying is a poll came out of Iowa indicating that Sanders had dropped in the polls and that Warren was now leading in the number one position. Uh, and then people on the news segment were talking about, you know, may, I think it's time for Bernie to drop out. Wouldn't you say? What the fuck? Just because a one poll came out <laughs> saying that he was, it like lost the lead. He's and, out. That's it. Yeah. He, you know what? I think he's done. That's it. That's it for him. That's it for him. But there, I think there is some salvage of hope for like the fact that for the most part, what we're reading into whether or not Bernie has a good chance comes from this online culture that a lot of the people who are already online are already like submerged in. So we don't necessarily know how the average person would vote right, or who right. they would vote for. Yeah. So I think that is something to be hopeful. I think about. we can get Cory Booker to vote and I think he would be the best candidate because he has a strong voice and a level headed demeanor. <laughs> We need to stop pointing fingers at party lines and join hands. Oh, my God. Another part during the debate when Buttigieg was like, can we all just get along? This is why nobody watches debates anymore. Because we're just here attacking each other. <laughs> and then Julian Castro that's like, why. That's why people don't watch debates. It's a debate, dude. It's a deb- <laughs> aren't we supposed to be distinguishing ourselves from each other? Well, that's that's the, the definition of a debate. And this guy's over here like, you know what? I think we could just do better and get along better, you know? Like, what does he want to say? Like, we know we're all running. We're all one. We're one candidate. Because he doesn't have a policy. That's like, None that's them, his yeah. policy. Is, he's like, oh, Bob already did that, dude. You don't need to do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like most of these people have a policy that they're really backing themselves behind. They're all. I mean, everything that they say, no matter what kind of policy they may try and like highlight from themselves it all just comes back to taking down trump trump's the bad guy we need exactly. to take down this godzilla behemoth of a man trump and that's it we the, the first thing i'm gonna do is get trump out of office that's might as well what they be saying nothing about they should it's the first thing they're going to do no executive orders no policies <laughs> i'm gonna get, I'm trump, gonna get out. trump out i'm gonna kick his little butt out of my office i'm gonna kick his ass um, another thing in regards to those, de- well, not the debates, but just the candidates in general, uh, the working family party endorsed Warren, which, uh, there's been a real big split, I would say, I guess, within the left in general as to what that potentially means. Although it turns out the working family party did endorse Crowley over AOC when they were running. So hmm. I guess that speaks for itself as to where their priorities lie. But, um, uh, they apparently... 
when people were asking them to rele- release the vote totals for how many people voted for endorsing Warren over Sanders, they said that they weren't going to release those votes and that they had taken a kind of secret ballot uh, to determine who was going, to, how they were going to endorse, which means the party oh leaders just God. decided, shit, it's fucking exhausting. This person over this person. So it's just like, again, people in power who are like, I just like this person, so let's go with them. Nothing about listening to their voter base. Nothing about... It's like your party, not members. It's Listen to your party. So, unfortunately, we'll see how that goes, too. We'll see how all of this goes, dude. It's just fucking exhausting. Even just listening to this, us talk about it. God <laughs> damn. God it, damn. It's really sad, but... Ugh. It's an... Ugh. I know. That's how I feel, dude. I'm just... Honestly, I'm very excited for Trump to be debating one of these bozos hey as long as he's all zanned up like he was at the un address well, i, I tried to listen to fine. that and i could not get i it was just word vomit he was saying it nothing it really was <laughs> he was saying it, nothing he was talking about how people who are advocating for open borders are just giving a um an open hand i guess or uh uh sort of avenue for these human traffickers to <clears> just come in barge their way through, if you will, and basically administer trafficking routes between the border and stuff. Wow. So I'm just talking about shit like that. And of course America first, America first, America first. What was he what was the, what was he even addressing the UN for? What was the purpose? Was there some sort of I think a, it was an issue on, he had to address it that like it's like his, an annual thing that he does. This is apparently the first one, right? His first UN address. Yeah, I think this might have had to do with climate change or the climate strike. I'm not sure. Or like his response to it, maybe. It was like Didn't 40 really minutes long. It. Yeah, I don't like what. And then today, uh, today, tr- uh, Biden, had, I guess uh, Trump was trying <laughs> yeah. to Trump was trying to call out the president of the Ukraine for some business dealings that Biden's son hunter biden was doing over there but i guess was debunked and he was trying to say like give me the information of the business dealings that he did and we'll we'll hold, take off the u.s we'll put back u.s aid to the ukraine and i guess biden had to come up and address that somehow and again more word vomit from these old men and yeah yep. he literally well, said something and then just walked that, off because of that since he was so like congress i guess allocated funds to assist ukraine and Trump withheld that money, telling them that if they could dig up dirt on Biden, he would give the money to them, which was already allocated for. He's like, so he's just like withholding those funds uh, through his own executive power, which is, I guess, against the law or some shit. I mean, as compared to all the other corrupt shit he's done, but it's in dude we're about to impeach him it's happening so yeah so now nancy pelosi actually yeah i see this right here pelosi announces formal inquiry of impeachment wow formal inquiry as opposed to what the other ones were wow three years later (laughs) and then they will like they act like he's he's out we won like that's literally gonna do nothing i mean the uh, the best that we can that we can hope for that it'll do is that it would it would make the Republican Party look like shit because either they would have to yeah, stand behind great. this guy and stand behind this crooked ass fool or move aside from him and still try and, you know, get their people in office, but with this hanging over them that they had this guy that they propped up through his whole tenure 
And then now they're like, oh, no, 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 we, we're not those Republicans. And it's like, well, well dude, they sorry, don't think dude. That, I don't think people fucking care. No one, no one keeps score, dude. Like, they really don't care. Like, look at all the people who were against Trump that are now, like, supporting him. Like, Marco Rubio and fucking, what's his name, Ted Cruz. Like, all these people were so against Trump. Everybody was against Trump. And as soon as he became well, yeah, in power, like, you're my friend now. Like, they don't give a fuck. And if he gets impeached, I don't think that's going to really hurt them in any way really i mean well, it's definitely a sore spot and a, a mark on against them but in the grand scheme of things i think they'll be like the whole, this whole time we've been trying to get them out too we never agreed with them they'll just wipe their hands clean of it and then they'll, they'll just move but, on I, again we're, we're speaking from two people who are may, probably online too much i think the average voter would see too. that and be like eh, this guy's corrupt i wouldn't want to online i mean how many people are online too much trump literally became president because of his tweet storms and shit that he was doing like i think a lot of people are actually plugged into the network i don't know dude not necessarily because that's the thing we're this whole election is going to be determined by the folks who didn't vote in the 2016 election and most of those folks who didn't vote don't i honestly believe either i didn't i mean a good margin of them probably do have access to resources like yourself like you just said but another good majority of those people live in rural areas that just don't have never voted they just don't they don't participate in the electoral system since it's since they've existed so those those people i think are the biggest potential that we have to at least swing uh towards a more yeah i mean there's always like swing states you know like there's always a a big crop of swing voters you can appeal towards too but they're not even swing voters it's just like they they don't even know who they are yet so it's like we have to turn them out we have to convince them that i feel like being online is better i feel like being online though is probably a better route to getting information as opposed to like these people who are in like midwestern countries that probably don't have much access to resources but watch tv all day and like get their information from tv without further research i feel like the more you're online at least this is how i see it like i think the more you're online the more access to information you have and the more you can see through bullshit and realize who you actually want to support and who actually is backing stuff that's going to benefit you and the people around you and by just like sitting around and like not actually diving into like the web i guess for like a lack of a better phrase of that i don't know i think that would be i think it's pretty beneficial to do your research online but you just said you didn't vote and you yeah because i did access. yeah because i because i <laughs> i researched the shit and i didn't want to support hillary or i was definitely not going to support trump so that's why i chose not to vote because i was like i from what but i that's found what i'm saying with all with all those resources available it's like you, I, I just feel like if, if one were to make the determinate solution from all those resources that this way is still better than not doing anything as compared to the person who doesn't have those resources and just wouldn't vote for that person because they just see them as evil and also because probably that candidate's uh, you know, uh, volunteers never even spoke to these people. Like... For like that shit that you're playing with the you know dance lines earlier in Iowa, Bernie's team you'll notice doesn't do that shit because they're out <laughs> in the streets talking to people, knocking right. on doors. Like that's they're talking to the common voter, to the common person, and not. Oh, looking... I get the text messages. They don't leave me alone with those. Messages. <laughs> but I mean, but that's what I mean. Is like that's I think that's the real grassroots network that 
is the sort of resource rather than the internet at this point that those people need. And I mean, yes, guaranteed later on down the line, having access to that is going to help them. But for right now, we just need them to understand the, the situation, the right. direness of the situation. And if we can do that by talking to them on a base level, human to human, I think it would be a lot easier to convince them that, yeah, Bernie is your guy. Like he will he'll fight for you. Yeah. Yeah, I so. don't know. People just need to be people. I think people just have a lack of motivation to want to even be involved and even want to just listen to people. And I think that's the hardest part of just even like getting face to face with them and and having them spend a moment of their time to actually well, listen yeah. to you. That's the that, shit's shit's hard, dude. It's so like, hard. But I think that's why, like, that's why I'm helping my kids with homework. I'm fucking cleaning my house. I don't have time to listen to you. Exactly. Like, that's. But that's, that's why I think like, like you're giving these people the opportunity to get that time back through the policies that that Bernie stands for. Yeah, at, at least that's how I see it. But I don't think people like I think a general population doesn't really see it like that. And like you said, people have so much on their plate with like working, handling their kids, getting home, cleaning their house and shit. I think like the amount of time people spend on their phones, I think if there was some sort of like. I don't want to say weaponization, but just like utilization of like directing messaging to them. I think yeah. that's like, cause people spend so much time on their phones looking at bullshit that's very true. and there's so much bullshit advertisements that come up just on social media. Like mm-hmm. I think if like candidates, I don't know like where this can fall into because I don't really see any like political advertisements on my Instagram feed or well more Twitter because I, I follow like people who are around politics, journalists, stuff like that too. But I think just like, I don't know if they figure out a way to direct their information. Imagine being able to vote through your phone or something. That'd be cool. Like that'd be like using an app. Like that's even that. We've talked about. We've definitely talked about this too. Of like having the ability to just vote online too. Because yeah, and like that would or I mean, well, I'm just saying with the phone specifically because, like you said, everyone has a phone regardless. Like that's a lot of people's main gateways into uh, sort of the information world, but. Um, yeah, if there was a way that, I mean, Bernie's kind of already doing that. He has the burn, which is the app that they use, but, um, I don't know if the <laughs> other kind <laughs> What does the app do? It's basically, you're able to connect with, uh, both local supporters of Bernie and local volunteers. So you can join, uh, either local, uh, door to door canvassing I or, like that. You, uh, you can, uh, just, it's it's basically a networking grassroots kind of networking that you can do with Bernie supporters and also just to help raise uh, awareness for Bernie. Just kind of see where people are around you who are involved. Yeah, which is nice because it's I like, like that. see that's you use, probably that's right think that's in your community, and then Boom. now you have this app and you're connected to who knows how many hundred people in your community. There you so. go, dude, being plugged in. And you know me, I hate all this social media shit. I'm mean, gonna hate being plugged <laughs> in, but when it's used for good, and I think for you know giving people actual information i think that there are benefits to it and like this app sounds great like i know it's it's awesome i think it's, it's cool. i think spreading awareness through online means is a lot more powerful than just someone s- sitting at home or having someone engage with someone on a f- like person-to-person basis because it's like it's uh, to me it's really just hard like i don't want people can knock on my door all the time and i tell them fuck off slam it <laughs> over their face so it's like hard like it's hard to give someone the time of day when you don't even have your own time of day to like spare really you know but i'm hopeful i'm definitely hopeful i definitely feel a lot i mean i definitely feel a lot better about the left actually having a chance and making some sort of change than i did 
four years ago when you know mm-hmm. hillary was running and oh, yeah. it was the trump hillary fiasco and all that shit i was just like this is bleak as fuck like i just i'm gonna abstain <laughs> from this i do not want to be involved because i why am i gonna vote for someone just because i'm opposed to this other guy like it's dumb. True. yeah like i want to be so i want my vote to i mean obviously everyone's vote counts and i want it to count for someone that i have actual motivations towards well, a couple of things. I would say one, speaking as a person who has done door-to-door selling of vacuum cleaners, I can tell you that I would much <laughs> rather talk to people about our political culture and climate than fucking try and bust my way into their house so I can try and sell them a $1,000. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. So that, for one, I think is easier. And then number two... Well, is it, though? Because, I mean, it's if you have debates with people who are have any sort of opposition... You're not having here, a debate, though. You're just telling them, hey... Uh, do you like healthcare? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Do, or do I you already... have Medicare? Do you have debt in healthcare? For instance, do you have Medicare uh, medical debt that you want erased from your life? Hey, do you have student debt, sir? Oh yeah, I do. Oh well, guess what? Bernie's got a plan for that. Just take Warren's slogan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bernie's got a plan for that. But yeah, number two, I was also going to say. Uh, Bernie just broke the million uh, donor, th- million individual donor threshold, mm-hmm. uh, which is more than Trump now. As how many individual donors? It's more than anyone running. That's great. He has one million individual donors, and that's only going to increase, which gives me a lot of confidence. I yeah, think. I have a lot more confidence in him too. I think because he's not so, running against another behemoth, aka like the Clinton family. Yeah, he has, he's running true. against these like low tier, very minimal named politicians. Like I hadn't heard of most of these, except like for the exception of Warren and Biden. I don't know who yeah. the fuck Buttigieg is and Beto exactly. O'Rourke. Like even I knew Kamala Harris was our senator, but like she's a, she sucks. She's a slab. No, I mean he's running against clowns and then the melting brain and then someone who thought she was Cherokee. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Damn, I forgot all about that. She did a great job of diverting people. Never forget that. No, I won't. Never forget that. No, I can't. Yeah, Uh, Charlemagne the God called her out on it, actually. That's pretty funny. That's right. Which is interesting because uh, that's probably the only sort of, like, lambasting of her that I've seen, really, in, like, mainstream media. Like, they don't really talk about her in a negative light, you know? It's either... true. Bernie being too crazy and too left or speaking too loudly uh, uh, at the debates or Biden having a bloody eye and just fucking slowly melting away and sundowning. But Warren, they like <laughs> never bring up. It That's is true. very curious. And it is also very curious as to why, uh, to use a good acronym, the PMC, the professional managerial class, is in full support of Warren. you got to mm. start asking yourself why the more... Mm why the more rich white suburbanites are suddenly full of Warren and not a Sanders. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Why more college educated white I mean, suburbanites like, might be for Warren. Something about me, like I do kind of like I'm drawn somewhat to Warren. Like if she were to maybe get the primary, I feel like I can see myself voting for oh, her. I, I totally would. But at the same yeah. time, yeah, there are some things that are really questionable that, make me raise a lot of eyebrows and wonder like what is her actual agenda like what if she gets elected yeah. like what is, is she going to continue these platforms that she's trying to run on is she going to keep this i don't know I, she just is she's there's something about her that's sketchy to me 
is very fishy. And yeah. I mean, it's fishy that she was a Republican up until the 90s. Yeah, I mean, nah, I get it. Not to me anymore. To me, it doesn't That's really mean shit. not fishy shit. to you? No, I mean, I don't know. People That's change fishy. party lines all the time. I mean, that she's just that's just another thing to her fishiness, really. You know, like, true, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She she's sketch. I think people need to watch closely. But... I'm gonna vote for Klobuchar. That's it. Let's just end that. That's uh, <laughs> Houston. We have a problem <laughs> for our cheerleading coach, Klobuchar. Yep, our want... dance mom. Uh, let's move on to the uh... the brown face. Yeah, well, I was gonna say something funny or like a That's funny funnier. thing. I was gonna say the Emmys, but no, let's do the the brown face. We first. can gloss over the brown what face. What is? Yeah, what's going on with his brown face thing, dude? He was going to fucking uh, some sort of Aladdin party, and <laughs> yeah, Trudeau, it's Arabian Nights themed party where he thought that everyone, I guess, it, might be. It wasn't up. even that. Old. It wasn't even that long ago. That Not he did even this. that long ago. So blackface nope. was definitely a and bad thing. And not only that, he even he even said, "Oh yeah, there might be some more out there." <laughs> well, there definitely is. If it was a party, like there's that one, dude. That one such, looks like oh, such a fucking like it looks like something from the 1920s or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's in black and white. His eyes are like super so. Oh, it's man. creepy Some actually. Al Jolson shit. It is really creepy. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just what I mean, another I dumb. He, the implication he meant with there might be some more pictures out there is that at different times, oh. not just that <laughs> one time, he was probably doing blackface or brownface. What? Really? Yes. That's the implication that people are getting from this comment. Uh, Did he step down? Is, Did he do anything like. Is he still running? Is he? I mean, is he still the fucking? I mean, he's still the prime minister. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, they're gonna. Sorry, sir, you can't be prime minister anymore. He's on the brown face. It's like, dude, come on. He made a dumb mistake. It was stupid. Honestly, it was just stupid. Like he was at a costume party. He thought it'd be funny. It obviously wasn't. And just like I just he has to step why, down. Why people love doing that? It's, they just love do. They canceling have no people. Problem with it. Canceling people or brown facing brown facing and black facing oh like yeah just, well i mean normal people don't like to do that but <laughs> let's be real <laughs> people don't like to do that people who do that are obviously dumb and don't think it through i'm just saying white people are in general yeah, uh, well i mean only that. white people would be the ones to do that right but i mean like look at hollywood back in the day like you had charles bronson fucking playing Genghis khan and like no i i get that yeah you had marlon brando playing it's Asian ridiculous characters. yeah yeah no but i'm t- Okay, but that's exactly my point. Is that that was the twenties? We're yeah. The lot has changed since the twenties, dude. Well, yeah. Like, people were making 50s, the case 60s. for for the there. People were making the case for why Jews should have been gassed, right? By the Nazis. Sorry, it wasn't Charles Bronson. It was uh, John Wayne, even more of an American hero. Oh, yeah, great <laughs> American frontiersman, John Wayne. <laughs> hey there pilgrim speaking of john wayne uh what's his name just died man r.i.p uh sid hag sid hag or hag Hag? i think it's hag okay finally i get it right r.i.p sid hag man that's a true treasure yeah that was a very sad time i know it's crazy i wasn't was he in the three from hell yes he was damn that movie just came out that was probably his last yeah that was probably his last film damn that's a bummer but uh yeah man this whole yeah. brown face thing is just bullshit so i don't want to spend too much time on it it's just funny because it was a really funny hey well sid Hague never did brown face so that's God true yeah him. he did white face and clown face he Which was the real good. he was the real joker 
That <laughs> he was the Joker before there was a Joker. Yeah, before there was an on on screen Joker like that. Um, but yeah, the Emmys. Apparently, dude. Heath Ledger derived his Joker from his. Oh, uh, but yes, go on. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take the floor with the Emmys because I did not rot my brain this weekend watching it. Oh man, it was a doozy. Um, <laughs> I saw that weird like dance number that was going on. I but... don't even know what that was. It was like. Uh, like they were doing like a theater number or something, a musical number, and Adam Devine oh, was the, the main guy. Uh, I just love the part that I got to capture where he goes under the dude's legs, you know. Um, but it was a really weird Emmys, to be honest. It's and like, it's just who like who fucking cares? About exactly. This? That I was especially. talking to someone about it, and it's like it's like you're watching somebody else's prom. Like, why do fuck do I want to watch people dress yes. up and? Be like, oh, what are they wearing today? Like, look, looks like they're gonna have a fun night tonight. I'm at home on my freaking ass. I'm like, yeah, like who's gonna win this dumb trophy for a TV award? It's definitely just a parade of elitism and just like a, Dude, a that, showmanship of elites huddling together. There was a show at a. Ass. It's ugh. there was the last uh, Sunday sessions at Grand Park this weekend, and I went. Unfortunately, I had to drive down there, and uh, the fucking emmys were at the microsoft center which is all the way by la live and keep in mind grand park is in downtown so they're like a few mm-hmm. pretty few huge blocks so many fucking streets were closed dude it was a nightmare just because of the emmys for the fucking emmys they had to close off blocks and blocks and blocks that weren't even close to the microsoft center i can only imagine what la live was like during that time for these fucking people in hollywood who are already always there like why do we need to like put them up even on a higher high horse like here you go here's this statue great let's uh inconvenience the rest of the city just so you guys want to have your night because you they guys don't, don't have any nights you guys deserve it you guys are so unfortunate you guys don't ever you're have a time. on tv every day you, your you night work so night. hard game your of thrones uh won for nine. best uh season huh are they won for best tv series this year but best bullshit. drama best drama cool the fucking Which I'm worst assuming season none of those judges saw the last season they so. definitely did it they just game of thrones needed to be in the news again because the new show is going to come out soon naomi watson is a uh, cast as one of the main characters i don't know if you saw that uh no i didn't yeah it's uh it's based around the fire and blood uh prequel i guess about the targaryens so right well, now i really do, i like naomi watts a lot as an actress but i do too is, i just don't have I feel faith. like that's too soon i just don't have faith in anything game of thrones anymore tv sure. wise it's just, uh but anyway that a lot of i guess the highlights from it uh miss Maisel won dude. the comedy awards which i've never seen that show it just doesn't look very funny to me but uh it was really sad to see those two people winning over like the much better uh, comedy actors that are out there. Especially what were the, the other uh, nominees? The I can't remember their names specifically, but they're both from Barry. They're the supporting actors in Barry, oh, okay. the HBO show. Uh, with, and they're, that show is really fucking cool. I, I think it's, it's great, which I'm glad Barry at least won an award for writing, uh, at least. Yeah. Uh, and then... What else? Uh, I think his name is Jamel Jones or something. He won for When They See Us, uh, which was pretty cool. That was like I heard that's good. Nice, that's what I've heard too, and uh, it was really nice because like the Exonerated Five, I think, were in the audience as well. So you gave him a shout out and stuff. Got a big standing ovation. He's the guy from Moonlight as well, if you're mm. not familiar. 
Um, and then uh, Billy Porter, which was really dope, got an award as well for his uh, role in the show Pose. Um, and he gave like a really stirring speech. He started off with a James Baldwin co- quote, which was just like hits you. It hit people really hard, I think. And um, it just the quote was talking about like I love took, Billy Porter. You love Billy Porter, you said? Yeah, he's he's awesome. Did you check out his outfit? At damn it, it was pretty fucking fly. Yeah, that See, now hu- that's an outfit. That huge side cowboy yeah, hat. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that was, shit was dope. But um. The James Baldwin quote was talking about how like it took a lot of years to vomit up all the filth uh, that I had to, that I learned about myself uh, in order for me to finally uh, feel like I belonged here, you mm. know. Yeah. And it's just like that. I mean, I, I I have no idea how that feels for someone like him, especially like uh, being a member of the LGBT community and just like trying to make your footing in this kind of world that is the TV and film world. And right. for him to win is a big statement. I think he won for pose. Himself. Yeah. I think it was bet. I don't know if it was best actor or supporting actor, but it's also something actor. I haven't seen. I've do I'm going to be real. I don't watch very many TV shows. Maybe that's why I don't <laughs> care about the Emmys, but at the same time, it's also like, this is a dumb. Well, it's award. also, there's not much good TV. And also it's like, at least with film, you can end it. You don't have to wait around a fucking whole year or you don't have to wait around next week. It's like, you do it in two hours. That's why I don't good. like, like, I feel like euphoria, like how fucking long can you, how many seasons can you really make of these kids? Like just exactly, end yes. it already. Like they, that doesn't need, this doesn't need to be two seasons long. It really doesn't. I, I, I mean, watched uh, unbelievable and I was like, I'm going to hate this show. If it fucking ends with another season coming out, like how the, <laughs> have you seen that show? No, I haven't. It's actually pretty good. Tony Collette, our girl. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Actually I did see it. Yeah, she's pretty badass on that show. I uh, do like her in that show, actually. She just, plays the detective. She's a great actress, dude. She's so cool. It's the complete opposite of uh, her character oh, in Hereditary. Yeah, of Annie. Yeah. Annie Graham. <sighs> mm. But like- I think that is true. It's just like the, the, there's just an overload of television shows. Now Facebook has its own like network or something. Like, oh, yeah. Red, seen- Red Table Talk with Miss Jada Pickett-Smith. You have to yell it. You have to yell <laughs> it every time. That's their hit I saw show. One with Jessica Biel. What? That she's going to be in. Cool. Facebook it's called has their Line own... Town or something. Who? It's called Who Gives a Fuck? Who the hell watches Facebook TV like that? Come on. I mean, it makes sense though, right? Like now we don't have cable anymore. You just have fifty subscriptions to different streaming <laughs> services, which is cool, right? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Subscribe. We're living in the world we always dreamed of. And we're so ahead of our time. We're in the future where you don't have to pay for cable. You just have 10 different subscriptions to things. That's $50. That's $5 cheaper than what your cable bill was. <laughs> cool. Uh, another thing at the Emmys, this guy, Tom Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you you would know him if you saw a picture of him. Let me see if, if, if you want to pull up oh, one. I would know him. I can pull up one. What are you saying? Well, he's he's been in he's just like a side character in so many different shows, but he's also uh, in Reno Nine One One. He is the main. Officer. Oh yes, 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 I know Tom Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he I love was Fox designated him as like the host, non-host. So he was like the commentator for the entire show, and I've it's just it was so funny because 
he was just like having he was trolling the show by the end of it just like <laughs> every time someone would uh go up for their award he would just talk about how like oh yeah they won uh as you can see there's going to be about 20 people going up to stage uh i i know none of them uh, i'm sure their <laughs> show is really good uh don't watch it or something you know just like making fun he's of funny them. Yeah, he's funny, and I was so happy to see that he was like trolling it after a while because yeah. <laughs> there was one show, uh, Succession, which won an award. I don't know if you're familiar with that show, but apparently yeah. it has to do with the media conglomerate family. Yeah, it's um, an HBO show. Yeah, whatever. But the point is, Tom Lennon, when that the writers were going up, he was like, "Hey, that show actually has to deal with you know a big uh, media family, much like the Robert Hales family of of." or Rupert Mur- Murdoch family of Fox, yeah. which is paying me right now to do this, to talk <laughs> about this. And then right after he said that, he's like, I hope my family's going to be okay. Wow, he's breaking all the walls, huh? <laughs> all the third walls. <laughs> breaking the first, fourth wall, especially. Oh, there was something I was... Oh, yeah, did uh, did True Detective get up for any nominees? It went up for... Well, Mahershala went up for uh, actor, mm. but he lost to that... Uh, the kid from When They See Us, which is still good. I mean, yeah. Either one th- of them. I thought you were going to say to Kit Harrington. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That would have been funny. Um, and then they they did like, of course, their goodbyes to Game of Thrones. So they played like those videos where it's just like a cut of the entire show, um, which was sad to see because then you just look at all the best you, moments. And, and you just like, see the downgrade. <laughs> the, the, the fucking destruction of game of thrones throughout the years yeah that's it that's all it is uh that's really fucking sad what they did with that show dude they just if they didn't rush it i feel like it could have been so much cooler it really could they again they were supposed to finish two more seasons three more seasons or something like all the moments that would have been cool like daenerys just like daenerys destroying king's landing was badass too but it it just felt rushed like it felt extremely rushed like the long the long night would have been the end episode of that season it should have been know? the end episode that would have been perfect and then you just begin the next season with like that that whole process of the that right Chap- process chapter one and two of it there you go exactly boom and, but no we gotta get it out now they just did, they just did not care. They built this entire canon and lore up around the Night King and these guys and shit. Just they just were like, nah, uh, we're good. Uh, God, actually, he's Darth Vader because was... we like Star Wars. Ugh, Jesus Christ! Now they're gonna go right for another shitty ass company and another Star or not Wars. shitty ass company. Actually, a shitty ass French franchise. Yeah, the new one's coming out, which I, I do don't not care even about. Care. Just do not care. What else? About is Star co- Wars. What else is coming out that this year that we just? Uh, oh well, I guess we can talk a little bit more about the zine we're doing. If anything, uh, um, let's keep that under wraps for a little while too. But we are right, working fine. on some a project. Well, I guess I was I was going to tie that into uh, the Color Out of Space movie mm, uh, only no, because that we were going to do like Lovecraftian themes in this one. But um, well, we can also start kind of getting into. I like, really want to see that movie. I mean, to kind of like tease what we're working on i mean it is about to be october our favorite time for movies yes and we're gonna start getting into some more movies this year and uh yeah yeah i'm excited midsummer just got its digital release today comes out next month but or the fourth which i'm definitely gonna cop because i was looking at that reddit thread about all the faces in the background and i was like fuck i didn't never even caught that that's really fucking cool and i kind of also want to see that movie on drugs so 
Did they put more still shots in that thread of no. like other faces? No. But they just okay. wrote there was just descriptions. Like I guess in the beginning when Danny and uh what's his name are fighting Chris. Yeah. When they're grieving, right? And they yeah. go out to the window. Yeah, you can said. see yeah, and there was another one, I forget what the other one was. I saw an, uh, one that a comment that said when the old people die, like on the rocks or something. Oh right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um also, Uncut Gems, the trailer came out today. That shit looks fucking dope. I cannot wait for that. Um, Adam Sandler is playing the lead, which is kind of like his, almost seems like a comeback role for him. And he's doing this comeback role. With- Did you, his, his last film on Netflix was like the highest viewed Netflix film ever. Which, I mean, comeback in a sense that he's credibility comeback. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like cool legitimate comeback, cr- comeback yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's doing this movie with the Safdie brothers, who yeah. uh, made some really good films in the past. A good time being the one that came out, I believe, two years good ago or time. last year with good, Robert good Pattinson time. yeah, and Benny Safdie, one of the directors. He plays one of the roles as well. And then the one before that, Heaven Knows What. Uh, those two films, highly recommend. Like, they're, I really, really love those guys. But... Um, this film apparently is a fucking shot of adrenaline for sure wow i never thought you'd be so hyped for something sandler is involved <laughs> i never thought so either but i love these back to so school back I'm to, to school <laughs> to prove to them that i'm not a fool <laughs> i hope he sings that in i made the piece of pie you want the piece of pie and then we got fucking uh the lighthouse coming out next month which i'm fucking super excited that's gonna be great i'm very excited for that too uh it is interesting to see eggers and aster kind of carrying a lot of the load for the new wave of horror films that are going to start coming out now um well Oscar's done i mean he's he's hanged up he's hung up the helm now and he says he doesn't want to do any more horror harry yeah he I wants mean, to do like broadway and shit oh god I mean, he's gonna be the new lynn manuel miranda <laughs> He's gonna write and star in it. Yeah, <laughs> him just like, hey, here I am, and welcome to my new Broadway piece. It's a little bit about me, and uh, it's called Naked it. Aggression. <laughs> yeah, he should. I mean, I honestly, dude, I'm, this is it sounds really whack, but I could see someone adapting Midsummer into a Broadway. I can definitely see that as well. I God, I hope they don't. But maybe I not so much a musical, but definitely a Broadway show. Because they're not all musicals. I mean, right? they'll change. They'll turn any. Well, actually, speaking of film, coming my sister out, I've died. Been a lot. I've been seeing a lot of uh, of um, news articles about remaking a lot of older films, like New Jack City. I heard they want to do a remake of really. Uh, Yes, uh, another, just some other ones. I mean, they remade Superfly, dude, and that movie was the new there remake was trash. They re, they already remade it. Terrible. I think Dolomite, I think, is another one that they're remaking. They can't. Or they make already those, did. They can't remake these movies. The reason that they're so good is because they're black exploitation films of those eras. Like, they're era pieces. Yes. They're time pieces. Like, you can't just recreate it and be like, "This is cool, modern." Like. Like, shouldn't we be making new shit about the present? This is why I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too, because it was such an homage to that era of films without actually being a direct remake of any film in that era, too. It was so authentic and unique and 
one of a kind you know like he literally made his own western adaptations of like tv shows back in the day and recreated them for his own universe yeah yeah i mean that's none of these people have the integrity i think that a sort of person like tarantino does and dedicating I just their don't think craft they have their, to being very yeah. special you know it's all making a buck that's it yeah, it literally is all making a buck that's all they that's care why about and that's Tarant- all the studios care about and that's why tarantino's so badass too because he knows like how to make the buck still too you know like he people are just drawn to his oh, yeah. shit well i don't even think it's about him making a buck it's no just definitely he not knows his vision is going to be so right. original and so creative that people are going to be flocking to it because of those things right like, yeah it's like the same with david lynch like you know when you get something Lynchian, it's going to be extremely original, extremely surreal, nothing like you've seen before. So people flock to it because of that. And uh, same with the Gaspar Noé, or same with uh, fucking Abel Ferraro, or fucking Eggers, Astor. Astor like, yeah. All of these guys are out there to uh, make these films that are are excellent in their original quality that, again, they just draw attention to. them even if they're bad even if they're good they draw us like sort of feud that people don't know how to feel about it which makes them last forever you yeah, know as because you spend time rewatching it it's, like, it's fun you know to rewatch about film. it and then you can yeah you're never gonna rewatch the remake of superfly you're never gonna rewatch <laughs> you're not gonna be like this movie's a classic dude let me show my kid this movie check this out superfly future did the soundtrack yeah, you're never going to rewatch Lady Ghostbusters. Like, I'm sorry, like none of those movies are just going There's a reason why those that <clears throat> Ghostbusters movie from the 80s still has like a time and place in nowadays because yeah. it it's it stood that test of time. I just With rewatched these remakes, it. Too. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I just rewatched Ghostbusters and it still holds up, man, as cheesy and corny as it is. Like something about just the 80s and their corniness was just so true to them without like being too self-indulgent i guess like i don't know now these with these marvel movies they try to they try and have like the corniness and like the one-liners that they had in the 80s too but it's just so fucking obvious what they're trying to do it's just so tiring to watch god damn everything's laid out for you there's no sense of mystery there's no sense of there's no integrity yeah. yeah yeah Well, it's good that it's there really are still sad. some people giving out hope for filmmaking. I really want to see The Color Out of Space. I don't know how or when I'll ever get the chance to do that. Um, I also do want to see The Three from Hell, even though that's not going to be in theaters. Who knows when that's going to get released? Um, and then, yeah, The Lighthouse, man. That's There's a good there's a good lineup of films coming out for this year, too. So. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. And I mean... Oh, It uh, too, dude. I forgot about that, how badass that movie was. How, did you see it? God. Did you see all three no. hours of it? Me neither. I don't, I don't want to. I've been seeing a, like a compilation of Bill Hader just looking absolutely miserable and bored at like the press release conferences and stuff that he's had to do for it. <laughs> What's like, dude, that movie's just, three and a half hours long. That's fucking ridiculous. That's just although the three from hell, long. the three from hell is three hours and fifty minutes long. That's a little too wow. fucking long. Yeah, Rob Zombie need to chill a little bit with this movie. Dang, really? Yeah, that's, that's the runtime. Fucking saga. Four hours. It's like you're watching Lord of the Rings or some shit. Seriously. Well, I still want to check it out though. Oh, definitely. To, I like anything Rob Zombie. About. So. Yeah. So I'm excited. There are a, a lot of good slate films coming out but again it's having to sift through 
the massive amounts of crap to find the good stuff. Well, that I mean, luckily we're kind of narrowing down some of our favorite films. So maybe next week we can kind of get more into the, what we're working on and uh, we can kind of talk about those films um, and what oh, we want yeah. to get into. Totally. Yeah, man. Uh, October's on its way. I'm excited. I'm excited. What are you going to be following real quick while we wrap this up? Well, uh, I was thinking about um, Ugh, trying to be like a character from. I was thinking I'm going to be capitalism. Or Whatever you bitch. Or something. I don't know. I w- I'm having a really hard time trying to decide. I was thinking about being Russ because uh, I thought that was like an easy enough costume to do. All I need is like a wig, basically. Or like a long hair. Russ from, uh, kind of from, from True Detective? Detective. Yeah. We, or you know what we should all be? We should be uh, Clint and uh, Leo. Ooh. That would be really cool. <laughs> and then someone could be Sharon Tate. Although. <laughs> and then we kill her. Uh, although, I don't know how. I mean, the outfits are so specific. Yeah, you can figure it out. I don't. Anyway, I'm not going to be that. I'm going to be Lord Raiden anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, really? I want to, yeah. I think I, I told Ralph we should be Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but he didn't really seem down with it. So I'm going to just be... Because <laughs> I will probably end up DJing on Halloween, but I was like, that'd be cool. But it was like I'm just going to be Raiden because he's a cooler costume anyway. Have you seen Big Trouble yeah, in Little China? That's true. I actually haven't, no. Yeah, because that's where you, they got the Raiden from, pretty much. But those guys in that movie, the ninjas, the Three Storms... Uh-huh. They're fucking badass. Uh-huh. Carpenter, dude, watch it. Wait, that's you said that's where they got the idea for Raiden? Yeah, probably. I mean, or the movie came out and got the idea. No, that's where they got the that's where Raiden was conceptualized from. Cuz there's the, there's these three ninjas in their movie called the Three Storms. And one of them is like wind, the other one's rain, and then the other ah. one is like some thunder dude that's like straight up like he's Raiden and they have like the big hats like Raiden too, but it's a little more like pronounced. And uh Oh, Carpenter. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Ed Boon, huh? The guy who created Damn, uh, really... the Ed Boon, the guy who created Mortal Kombat, is a huge like movie buff guy. Like, so he always has like homages to the eighties. Like, he literally Alien was a playable character. Leatherface, Jason, they've all been playable characters in Mortal Kombat. And now in the new one, you have a uh, Terminator. Uh, so they're always the well, one. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Dang, I did not know that. With that, there that he's a movie Some buff. Good guy? lore. Yeah, check it out, dude. By Big Trouble in Little China, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm starting to realize Carpenter is just one of my favorite direct filmmakers. He's fucking badass. Way ahead of his time. He really was. Have you seen Event Horizon, by the way? Oh, yeah. That movie is fucking... That shit is so good. <laughs> Sam Neill, dude. He's a right? goat. He's, he's a sleeper, a dude. He's a sleeper actor, isn't he? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's under he's underappreciated. He's been in some of the best horror movies, like Event Horizon, Mouth of Madness, and then this one called Possession by this guy named Zulowski. Like, those three are are really, really phenomenal. Yeah. Like, like you said, indie kind of auteuristic horror films, especially Event Horizon. Coming from, that's the same director did Pompeii, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he did some shitty movies, too. With Kit Harington, of all people, too. <laughs> I but, forget um, he was in that. And Silent Hill. Kit Harrington's in Silent Hill? Yeah, he's either in the first one or the second one. Oh, I believe you did tell me. It's in the second one. It's in the I second one. we confirmed this. Burn the Witch. He did the... Oh, it's not the guy who did uh, Pompeii. It's the guy... It's the Resident Evil guy. Wait, then... 
So he, the guy who did Event Horizon, is the guy who did Resident Evil. The re- the director is the guy who did the Resident Evil, who's married to Mila Djokovic, Jovovic, Paul West, Paul W S Anderson. Oh, okay. Maybe the so film. then what else did this guy do then? Who? Paul W S Anderson. Resident Evil. <laughs> Have you seen that well, franchise? Other, There's I like mean, twenty of them. Than that. Uh, Pompeii. Yeah, I guess uh, he did do Pompeii. Alien versus Predator as well. The original Mortal Kombat. Did he didn't do the original Mortal Kombat? Did he? Oh, he did direct the original Mortal Kombat. Wow. Wow. No wonder I like that movie okay. so much. Interesting. That new Mortal Kombat movie. Speaking of Mortal Kombat, is gonna be fucking dope, dude. All the cast that they got for it. Whew. Yeah. Wait, no, he did do Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that he did it. Yeah, but he's okay, the Resident okay. Evil Never guy, mind. so. Uh, but yes, Event Horizon. Very, very cool cosmic horror concept. Yeah. Um, definitely, I like the the whole idea of like going into space and then eventually just submerging into hell, basically. It, all of his films are like that. Just like going crazy. Yeah. Sam Neill, at least. He picks a lot of those films. <laughs> he where plays he a good just, crazy guy. Exactly. Where we're going, you won't need eyes to Damn. see. And The Mouth of Madness is really fucking cool, too. I think about that movie a lot. It's just cool. It's cool. I'm, I like how right? he's like this old, like, like noir detective guy. Exactly, but not. He's just like yeah. on the. He's a fucking insurance fraud guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but he, they make him out to be this cool fucking like yeah noir detective dude. I love the way Carpenter shoots it because you're in that scene where Sam Neill's at the diner with that guy, and the way he pans it down to them in their booth, mm-hmm. and I just knew immediately the way it was centered uh, that in the background something was going to happen. Yeah, and sure enough, across the street in a bookstore, you just see this guy roll out of there with an axe, and he just marches straight. Do you like Sutter Kane? <laughs> that. Was that was such a good part, dude? I I really enjoyed it. Everything about um, it. The whole wall, the like ble- the, like leaky wall, the pulsating wall. Oh yes, dude. and just like the even when he rips open his body and it's like the pages. Yeah, you know? that was badass. And she starts narrating what he's doing. Yeah, um, all of those elements. It's just like wow. Who would have thought that? But the thing is, even looking up the film, I didn't see anything about like Lovecraft or anything. But I wonder if. That was just not noted, but I'm sure. It I mean, was I think they they made. By... Yeah, I mean, dude, come on. Have you seen the covers for the Sutter Kane books? There's literally <laughs> exactly, yeah, shit through exactly. on there. Yeah, and they're like this. They're like feeding these cosmic beings who want to just like destroy everything. Sutter, I think Sutter Kane was supposed to be Lovecraft, pretty much. Sutter Kane. That's the... what I was assuming too. Yeah. So I mean. The themes are there for sure. The black church. That's such a cool shot too when they roll up on that just fucking ominous ass church. It's a real church actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's like considered the black church, but it is just, it's just an actual church that looks incredibly ominous. Interesting. Well, it's because it's got that like Byzantine sort of structure and aesthetic to it too. I don't know. Like that, that's some like weird, like hardcore Catholic shit that I don't, I don't fuck with. Speaking of fucking with hardcore Catholic shit, when you get a chance, dude, you need to get on Blasphemous, man. Oh yes, so I, fucking I, cool. Dude. I really want to for such for a sixteen bit game, man. It's fucking the de- the details in it, the music, everything, the like religious iconography, all of it. It's just fucking a really fucking cool game. It's hard as fuck, so it's like 
fun to play you know it's challenging super challenging yeah, yeah i just beat the baby i'm sure you've seen the baby yes the, the like, baby the blindfolded bla- <laughs> the giant blindfolded baby and if he gets a hold of you he like there's like a cutscene of him like ripping you apart like Damn. squeezing your head and your head flies off <laughs> it's so graphic for being a 16-bit game and it's cool because it's an indie game and it was like it was made through like a crowdfunding like all totally like donation based uh-huh. too so there's a little oh, lag and there's a little awesome. there's a few problems with it but it still flows really really nicely problems like glitches or? yeah like there'll be some delay or there'll just be some glitches that happen with your character and stuff but everything oh, else okay. man the background the like the vi- like the enemies the bosses it's just fucking cool the design, dude. yeah there's like really i'm in good. this like prison level cell area and like if you go into one of the cells there's like this like i didn't notice this the other day because sometimes i'll play with my headphones because it's uh-huh. the music's fucking awesome and uh like you go into this room and they're just like oh please forgive forgive like you just hear some guy like help me forgive oh jeez forgive because everything is about like penance and like there's this yes, thing called yes. the miracle and it's just like made everyone like yeah had to live a life in penance and like suffering and like suffering well, which is makes key. sense because if it's like spanish catholicism that's yeah, like yeah the inquisition sort of period right. where you're, everything you're, is penance basically the character's name is the penitent one which is fucking badass the penitent one and yeah. your sword is called uh mia, that, Kupa, I mia ju- Kupa? I saw clip art oh okay that's a cool name that for a sword because it hurts you too right when you die uh when you die uh you have to find your guilt it's like your spirit and you have to go find your guilt but your sword grows thorns out of it so it just basically limits your magic which you can use but it's just cool how they like <laughs> incorporated it like that Oh, but wow. I, was, I just love the name Mia Koopa. Great Lancer name. But yeah, man, get on it. Great, real, great fucking game. I highly recommend. $20 for you listeners, too, on all platforms. So be interesting to see what it's like on the PS4, but I'm playing it on the Switch. But uh, I mean, the Switch seems like the way to go for something like that. Yeah, yeah. A little handheld. Totally. Yeah. But uh, play it, listen to the music. Just focus in on it. Take your time with it because it's really hard and in depth. And fun. oh yeah, I will. So yeah, that's it for us, dude. We're here. We're queer. We're getting used to it. We're not at meth houses. We're safe. Yeah, we're all safe. I, I'm we're gonna out with Buck. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the. I like, wonder if Buck, if Ed Buck ever told like the people he was administering meth. My name's Buck, and I, and like, I like to fuck. One hundred percent he said that how could you not have a name <laughs> you have a name like buck ed buck and you administer drugs to people you're definitely gonna say that i'm sure when he saw that movie he's my like, name's oh my God. buck and i like to administer drugs maybe that's where he got the idea for giving people drugs because she is kind of comatose and like drugged up i guess in a sense when she gets plowed in uh kill bill who knows we'll never know no uh, that is true yeah. we'll never know we'll yeah. never know who I, knows maybe he'll get suicided all of a sudden yeah i don't think they care enough for this guy they'll just be like eh. <laughs> he's probably a throwaway yeah he's just a although then again we that's what we thought about epstein too and then true that's very true you're right good point well let's hope that uh takashi doesn't get suicided even though he might get super violated um i wish him the best out of everybody here so yeah we'll end it on that takashi 69 i'm praying for you um ed buck i am not listeners i pray for you that you listen to this show on and on and here we are again (laughs) yeah do some penance and listen to our episodes yeah there you go i like that do some penance 
Cut yourself. Whip yourself. Cut your hands. Cut your ears and put blood in them and then listen to the show because that's the way to go. All right, listeners. Uh, we will see y'all next week, hopefully. No, we will. Um, next week's October, so we're definitely going to get into some horror shit. Um, please like and subscribe, even though I know y'all ain't doing that. Stuff. We're going to hit the weird bill. That's the <laughs> weird version. All right, peace.